1: The Joe Paggs Show. To talk to Joe, call 941 PAGS. And now it's Joe Paggs. Hey, great to have you! Thanks a lot for stopping by. Tons going on, lots to get to. Bottom of the hour will be campus reform. We've got news on Black Lives Matter. They're mad, so they're they're gonna they're gonna take their uh, their hatred and go home. I guess. Uh, not really sure. They're they're angry though. They're not they're not having it. They're not playing that game. We'll have that story for you coming up certainly. And uh, it just uh, there's some other nuttiness going on that we may or may not get. I going to tell you something. Uh, I get tired of the nuttiness.
2: Mm, I know that you do. I think we can older.
1: we can do it all day every day. We can do it twice on Sunday, and then it just mm-hmm. it just doesn't get any less nutty. Now I do like yes. informing the people of it, um, but then to talk about it over and over and over again, I guess you ha- you kind of have to do that. And I'll go back to the whole pick story for a second. You kind of have to do that, don't you? Because people still believe she's on Big Brother. Although it started yesterday and she wasn't on it, but they tweeted about it today. I mean, thousands and thousands of retweets and likes and comments on how stupid it is for CBS to have her on there when she's not on there. So I guess you kind of have to tell the truth over and over and over to try to, to try to get through it. No.
2: Yeah. But there are still some people who are not going to listen, but I think you got to do it. Right. Uh, Keep still keeping the truth out there.
1: What's that? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. to no, happen there. It not sound right. I was just going <laughs> to shut up and let you do it. I was like, okay, go ahead. You got it. On a Thursday. I don't know. Let's go. <laughs> okay. gotta, you got to keep... Uh, Time. Gotta, uh, keep hard. In. How much wine at the house today?
2: None. Okay. Not to so. Seems I got to have a change. You know the show is still on, right?
1: I could, we can could hear the, the guggling. Glad to have you here. Polo's here. How the get it done. Be, Carrie's here in yeah. voice only Stole on her nightgown
2: owner, so At the house It's cold in
1: Texas today I You have no have idea to how, how we, You can just say anything point. How do we know? We can't get a camera Cameras somebody are expensive. go right. I'm you. not feeling good myself what? Feeling all right on a Thursday. It's almost Friday. The weekend's almost here, but it's freezing in Texas. Right. What's the temperature now? Do we know what the temperature is now? Still in the 20s? Are we
0: teens now? Are we Are going to be
1: teens tonight? Uh, probably so. Um, wow. 29 right now. Wow. In San
2: Antonio. Wow. Oh, Why
1: does my computer think cry. that I'm in Washington, D.C.? That's weird. How could it not know where I am?
2: Stupid. Stupid computer.
1: Now let's see where I am. It is, um, oh, there's a winter storm warning, and it's 28 degrees where I am. There you go. That's no fun. 888 941 dot Appreciate having you along for the ride. Yes, we are freaking out in South Central Texas because it doesn't happen that often here. And we still remember last year. I mean, last year is not that far away. We, we still It was rough. not going to be like last year, right, Carrie?
2: Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, San Antonio is going to get at least above freezing tomorrow. Um, so the roads should be a lot better than they are right now.
1: Is school done for everybody for the rest of the week for for just about Uh, all districts or no?
2: Yeah, I believe so, yeah.
1: I mean, it's just... Tomorrow
2: morning, it's going to be pretty rough still.
1: Yeah. I was watching the noon news today on the local ABC, and there's the reporter out there on the road saying that the roads are fine, and they're showing the road that literally was nobody on the road. I was Mm -hmm. glad to see that because as you said yesterday, I I would never have said this, but you said, you people can't drive. And I was like, (laughs) you know...
2: I didn't say you people. I said a lot, though. No, you. I'm pretty sure you. 70 degrees, let alone freezing, and there's ice on the roads.
1: Pretty sure you wagged your elderly finger and said you people
2: didn't elderly. You people can't drive. Oh,
1: but that's surprising to people who find that out. They're like, "Wow."
2: Okay, one person said that, and I think she was just trying to be nice.
1: Oh, really? Oh, really, that's what it is. So if anybody compliments me, they're being nice. They compliment you. <laughs> they're the greatest person, smartest person on the planet. <laughs> whatever. Yes. Whatever. All right. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Black Lives Matter is mad. They're not going to take it anymore. They're going to take their hatred and their little flag and their and their hatred for the patriarchy and the the, the police, and they're going to go home. So, so, they, so, <sighs> so what happened is, and I want to make sure I understand this, Is I want the entire story, but it, it sounds to me, and I'm willing to be wrong, that they're angry that people are investigating what they're doing with the money that's being donated and they're investigating their tax status (laughs) and so they're like well forget it then we're not going to raise any more funds in your state fill me in I think I have it right but go ahead
2: from Fox News, Black Lives Matter shut down online fundraising Wednesday night after attorneys general in California and Washington State demanded the group submit delinquent financial disclosures for 2020. The Washington Examiner reported that Black Lives Matter halted online fundraising Wednesday. We take these matters seriously and have taken immediate action, and Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation spokesperson told Fox Business Thursday. We have immediately engaged compliance counsel to address any issues related to state fundraising compliance. In the inter- we have shut down online fundraising as we work quickly to ensure we are meeting all compliance requirements. The examiner on Tuesday published a letter dated January 31st, 2022 from California Attorney General Rob Bonta informing BLM-GNF that it was prohibited from soliciting or dispersing funds due to its failure to submit an annual report for the 2020 tax year as required of charitable trust. Bonta threatened to hold individual leaders personally liable for late fees. According to the outlet, Washington had already ordered BLM immediately cease all fundraising activities there on January 5th. Fox Business reached out to BLM for comment Thursday, but did not immediately hear back.
1: I'm not sure I understand what the issue is here. I I really don't. I mean, I'm I'm being honest. I don't. I don't get it. Um, how hard is it to release your financial disclosure? How hard is it to say? uh, And again, you know, I've got revenue streams from several different places and I have to do that every year you know one is a business Joe Pag's media and then you know the other one is me individually and then you know I bet I pay people and then we have expenses and then we have um you know more income from a different oh, the website gives me this over there and, the, you know, and and then you put it all together I know it sounds crazy and then you offer it up I mean, you say hey here it is and I'm not even look I'm not a charity I guess a charity even has more stipulations that, that that um that are put on them But it's very simple. Here's the money we had come in. Here's the money we put out. Here's our disclosure of all of that. Why is that? Now we have to hire a compliance lawyer to find out why we're not complying. Is it not that simple? Is there something that I'm missing? You have the money coming in, and these are all charitable donations, millions and millions of dollars. And then you send the money out to do different things with it. And if you're above board and legal, it should be pretty simple, right?
2: I would think later on in the story, though, it says um, an investigation conducted by the Washington Examiner found that BLM has not publicly named anyone in charge of its estimated $60 million bankroll since its co-founder, Patrice Cullors, resigned in May 2021. What? hmm Get out of here.
1: Yeah. Yep. Why would we, now, again, it's, a char, it's supposed to be a charitable organization, right? Yes. How is it that we've allowed a hate group to be a charity? All right. I'm getting into opinion here, but how is it that a legitimate hate group? We hate the cops. We promote Marxism. We are Marxists. We have them on video saying this and not even hidden video. They're like, had some speech go, yeah, we're Marxists. We're trained Marxists. Um, we hate the police. We want to disrupt the Western nuclear family. They're literally saying I'm a hate group. I mean, I don't know if the KKK still exists. I guess on some level it does. It's not anything like what it was 100 years ago when it was out there starting fires and killing people for the Democrat Party. Um, but but it's, it's obviously a hate group. They were never called a charity, were they? The KKK? I don't think so. Mm, no. I mean, I'm guessing not. So why is it that this hate group is out here collecting money getting the benefit of being a charity, and then they can't even say how much money they brought in or where it went out. I mean, you're saying $60 million. They have nobody even overlooking that. I don't get it. And isn't there some story that we had earlier in the week or last week where $6 million somehow was sent to BLM Canada to go buy big mansions there too? There's something wrong here. There's something going on. I mean, I'll, I'll look it up quickly. $6 million. BLM Canada. I mean, I'm pretty sure I didn't make that up. I'm pretty sure I didn't make it up. BLM gave $6 million to its co-founder's wife's charity. I mean, yeah, apparently $6 million. This is from Not The Bee, so it'll sound editorial, but it's not. It's real stories. Um, not The Bee, which is true. It's not, not the Babylon B, which is not true. Remember how BLM co-founder and trained Marxist Patrice Cullors was criticized for doing what communist overlords do best, taking money and using it to buy lavished, walled-off mansions? Yeah, apparently $6 million of that fat cash the organization hustled in 2020 went to her lesbian partner's charity in Canada to buy the old headquarters of the Communist Party there. Black Lives Matter transferred millions of, uh, to a Canadian charity run by the wife of its co-founder to purchase a sprawling mansion that had once served as the headquarters of the Communist Party public record show. M4BJ, a Toronto-based nonprofit set up by Jenea Khan and other Canadian activists, snagged the 10,000 square foot historic property for the equivalent of $6.3 million, 8.1 million Canadian, in cash in July 2021, according to the Toronto property records viewed by the Post. Khan is the wife of Patrice Khan, colors, a co-founder of Black Lives Matter Global Foundation network and a self-avowed Marxist. She resigned from the group last year. A month after the post revealed that she had spent 3.2 million dollars on homes in Georgia and Los Angeles. Con Col vigorously denied that BLM donations were used to buy the homes. Well where the hell did you get the money? So 60 million, they can't figure out who's managing it. Six million goes to buy 10,000 square foot mansion in Canada. Four million goes to buy homes here in the United States, one in L.A, one in Georgia. And there are still some idiots out there listening to me right now who are so filled with hate, they think BLM is a good organization. Come on, dude. 888 pags 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Go through all the social media stuff. Go there for all the articles that we're writing. Go there for my interviews, like uh, yesterday with, with Victor Avila, who is running for for uh, Lane Commissioner here in Texas, a former federal agent who was in a gun battle with um with a drug cartel. Go to that website for everything. But the question that I have for you when you call in, Should BLM really be a charity? Shouldn't we be more careful with who is and who is not called a charity? Shouldn't we decipher if it's a hate group or not? And how is it that they they were so successful? Is it just off the backs of white guilt? There are a lot of people, especially liberals, who walk around thinking, I am white, therefore I'm the reason why things aren't great for everybody. Is that how they got it done? Because, I mean, in media, in sports, in just about every angle of our lives now, BLM has made an impact. So they were very successful at it, but they're out there buying mansions. And there's missing money. They have a compliance lawyer now. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here.
2: This
1: is The Joe Pags Show. to have you thanks a lot for stopping by it is the joe pag show great to have you thanks a lot for being here carrie you good you're all right
2: yeah i'm good thank you Appreciate okay it. i just
1: i just wanted the people to understand carrie's bringing it today <laughs> like it's been brought in. i mean seriously you're like thank the you're you. like the second so hand nice. of the clock that makes the show tick
2: Aww. Well, can, you stop, you can you stop can
1: you stop sending me these stupid either. messages on facebook now I'm my sorry. god yes you're great Yes, you're very important.
2: (laughs) Now, listen, you're acting like I don't want people to get the idea that I was messaging you saying, please tell me that I'm great. No, I didn't do that.
1: That's verbatim what you just wrote a minute ago.
2: Not really, but I think I used some other words, but yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. The word important was used.
1: (laughs) 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 No, I will read these. Don't, you want validate. me to read these messages? I will. No. You're no, you're validated. You. I stamped your card. You're validated today. <laughs> thank you. Okay. I have validated your parking. You're not going to be charged you. on the way out today. My God. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Ah. Oh. Am I important today on the show? Yes.
2: No, I didn't ask <clears throat> that. I think I just said it.
1: What is my importance? There's a question in there as well. No, it, without a doubt. I mean, without the chocolate voice, it's just it's just white milk. She makes it the chocolate milk. <laughs> is that enough? Can yeah, I stop now? Good.
2: Yeah, I think, I think that's okay. My yeah. goodness, woman. I
1: appreciate it. It uh, pags yeah. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. All right, uh, do me a favor and, and, and give me the one that I just gave you. Uh, this mm-hmm. this always blows my mind because Republicans talk the good game, but they're not necessarily conservatives. And this story like this always shows the difference for me. What do you have?
2: From Fox News, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer attended cross-country fundraising events in California while her home state was leading the country in COVID-19 cases that according to campaign finance reports reviewed by Fox News Digital. On November 16, 2021, Detroit News headlines said Michigan leads the nation in new COVID cases and Michigan's now the worst COVID-19 hotspot in nation. And that same day, Whitmer was in California for a fundraising event, according to the 2021 fundraising reports. The event was held at a private residence residents in Los Angeles, and Whitmer raised approximately $78,000 from the appearance. This was one stop on an apparent multi-day trip to California. A day later, Whitmer was at a next fundraising stop in San Francisco. On November 18th, Whitmer was in Palo Alto fundraising at a reception dinner. Michigan had slightly more than 3,000 COVID-19 patients in hospitals during the week of Whitmer's trip. It was the first time it had crossed that threshold since spring, while nearly all hospital beds were occupied in Minnesota. Both health the unflattering rank of national virus hotspots. And the more reports come out, the more we uncover about Gretchen Whitmer's priorities, which are not to keep Michiganders safe, but rather to ascend the political ladder while destroying livelihoods. Michigan GOP Communications Director Gustavo Portella told Fox News Digital, it is clear she can't be trusted to lead the state or keep people safe from this deadly virus. We must retire her and her cronies this fall, Portella added.
1: Listen, they could they could have not had her go into office to begin with. This is why I say they've got a Republican legislature. They've got all these great GOP people allegedly in uh, the state of Michigan, and they're failing horribly. We've got a lot of stations in Michigan, uh, more than just about any other uh, any other state. And you, got, I'm telling you guys, you better do something different here because you had a chance to have. Oh, he wasn't very good. I, I better than her. This is the same Gretchen Whitmer that shut down the state as her husband tried to get his boat out because he was the husband of the of the governor. Same Gretchen Whitmer that jumped on a plane to go see mom and dad, or his, her dad, in Florida. Private jets. We're still not sure who paid for that. Anybody know yet? And then she went to California as COVID was overtaking the state. And no big deal here. You know, the GOP talking a good game does not make them conservative. The GOP talking a good game does not get them out of this this hot water that they're clearly in. You had an opportunity in that state to not elect this woman. You had Bill Shooty, who was a good candidate. Oh, you didn't say the right thing. Well, what did she say? I'll legalize marijuana. I'll fill your potholes. She is as bad as we said she would be if she were to get elected. She is as bad, if not worse, than we said she would be. We brought you... Shooty all the time. We brought you other legislators from from Michigan all the time. We brought you what she would do if she were to be elected, and you elected her anyway. And then you've got a a GOP-led legislature that allowed her to get away with all of this. There are checks and balances on the state level too, people. There are checks and balances on the state level too, and the legislature in Michigan, like other states like Arizona, should be holding these people's feet to the fire. Should be saying, hey. We need to get a deep dive in that election. A, we need to be not okay with this woman going in. She's lying about fixing the roads. She's going to add 45 cents a gallon to the, to the gallon of gas to get the roads fixed. You should have known that going in. That should have been obvious to you. Should not have been something she could get away with. She should never have had the opportunity. You should have figured out who she was before you elected her. And all this tough talk from the GOP, I'm tired of it. Republicans, establishment Republicans are establishment Republicans that are not getting it done for conservative traditional American values in this country. Yeah, I'm not happy with you, Michigan. I pay property taxes there, too. I'm not happy with you. Well, don't say you're not happy with Michigan. I voted for a shooting. Well, not enough of you did. And if you were being Michigan nice, like Minnesota nice, you're going to watch your cities continue to go blue and your state continue to go blue and see these these elitists jump on their private jets and go fundraise and go see mom and dad elsewhere while you're suffering back in the Great Lakes state. Think about that. When you go to vote next time, don't vote uh, because you like marijuana. Don't vote because you think somebody's going to fix potholes because she says so. And don't vote for somebody who's attractive only because she's attractive. And she's not a bad looking person. She's a horrible leader. You should have known that going in. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Campus Reform when we come back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have another young reporter from campusreform.org on. It's uh, campusreform.org. Go there every day like I do and check out this great journalism from these young folks. This is the latest uh, correspondent that we've got on. His name is, uh, is Thomas. Ross is the last name. He goes to Duke University in North Carolina. Thomas, how are you? Good to see you.
0: I'm feeling great. Um, I actually don't have to spend the night in a tent tonight, so that's an amazing development. Okay, life. so,
1: so well, you have to update me on that. You, do you have to spend the night in a tent last night?
0: Yes, I did. So Why? at Duke <laughs> University, as you may know, we have an amazing basketball coach named Coach K. Yes. It's his final season. And so students who want to go to the Duke-UNC basketball game, which is his last game in Cameron, have to camp out for five weeks this year.
1: You have to camp out overnight for five weeks just to get a ticket or what?
0: Yes. Yes, sir. So we have a group of 12. And at this point in the season of tenting, we have to have six people at, at, in the tent every night. I'm. Um, will um, get
1: easier. I'm a big fan of Mike Shashevsky. He's he's a great coach. Why is he is he retiring? Is he he's not that old? Is he? I mean, uh, maybe he's maybe, maybe I'm 70s. aging myself. Is he in his seventies? Yeah, sir. So he. How long has he been there?
0: He has a grandson on the team.
1: Get out of here. Wow. I, I had no idea. I remember I was a TV news anchor in Lansing, Michigan. So when MSU was taking on Duke and like the Elite Eight or, or something like that, um, I remember the big, uh, the big get-together they were having in East Lansing. And I guess, man, I guess I, I forgot that that was 22 years ago. So Shashevsky, I guess, is up there. But great coach. And, and now in, in stepping down, will he remain with the school at all? Or is he going to go and, and just relax now?
0: Um, well, his son is in my class, so I'm a junior. And so I guess he'll be around for the next year. Um, at least in some extent, but we don't really know what his role is going to be yet.
1: Is, is Duke open? And again, it's uh, Thomas Ross from, uh, Go to that website every day. Is it open or do you guys do do any sort of uh, schooling online? Do you have to wear masks? Do you have to prove that you're vaccinated? T- tell me about what school is like in North Carolina.
0: Yes. So, um, Duke as a private school, we are all required to be vaccinated and boosted. Um, and we have to wear a mask in class. And there are a lot of other mask requirements at the beginning of the semester, We had to spend our first two weeks online virtually because of concerns about Omicron. And our, unlike a lot of other schools, last year we were actually in person to an extent, but a lot of us had virtual classes. Now, most of our classes are in person, thankfully.
1: And that's good. And, And it being a private school, and the reason why that's important is they can make their own rules. They don't even have to follow the state rules, really. They can do whatever they want, and if you don't like it, don't go to the private school, right?
0: Yes, yes. Which is a shame at times.
1: And I get it, but it's also a good thing at times because some private schools are even more lax than than the other rules that are out there. It's thomasrosscampusreform.org. dot I want to get into this. Um, a lot of college students have had to do it online for a long time, and I and I've asked people like you and and your compatriots over there at Campus Reform this question for two years now. It's so different than when I went to school in nineteen eighty four. And when I went, you wanted to see that good-looking girl in class or maybe your favorite professor or maybe learn, uh, you know, I I was a music guy. We learned music theory with our hands on the piano in front of the instructor. That's a very different thing than doing it from your bedroom or from the den at your house or at your dorm. Um, So college students are saying, you took something away from me and they're mad about it. So how are they voicing their opinions?
0: So a lot of college students are just pissed off, to be honest, because they are paying for real, like, real in-person experiences, but have been forced to get these virtual experiences. Right. So, like, a lot of students have actually complained that why are we not paying for a school like the University of Phoenix or Grand Canyon that offers exclusively online schools? And a lot of us have also lost opportunities to do a lot of cool things. Like, I chose to go to Duke because I wanted to study abroad as much as possible. And we have this one marquee program called Duke Engage, and I was supposed to go to that program, to South Africa last summer, but that got canceled because of COVID and moved online.
1: And so is there recourse? Do you get any of your money back? Do, do they give you any sort of provisions at all? Okay, we promise one thing, we will give you some money back. I know that a lot of people are paying for the dorms, but they stayed home with mom and dad and did their online schooling from there, and did they get their dorm money back? So there is, is there any sort of remuneration from the money that you spent? Or Duke says, you know, we didn't know that COVID was coming. It's not our fault, so deal with it.
0: Well, they have been increasing tuition over the past couple of years, so we're, well, paying, you go. we're paying tens of thousands of dollars to learn classes online. Thankfully, now that things are starting to return to in-person, I anticipate that we won't have to deal with these issues too much longer.
1: Wait, what year just, are you in? You're a junior?
0: I'm a junior, so hopefully my senior year will be free.
1: That would be good. All right, it's Thomas Ross, CampusReform.org. Go there, find out uh, what he does, find out more about him, and see the great reporting done by these young uh, um, uh, journalists that are really exposing some nuttiness on campus. Have you or a loved one been affected by free speech? That's the question being asked by Colorado State University. All right, so uh, make me understand this. If you've been somehow affected by free speech, they're going to what? Counsel you?
0: Yeah, actually, they are. They put up a bunch of signs on on campus in several places with a bunch of taxpayer funded resources that students can use um, in order to help console them because of their concerns about free speech events. But it's actually more nefarious than I think that most people realize, because the president of the university sent an email out to all to all students back in September of 2021, stating that there is certain speech that is hateful and offensive. And that students ought to be offended by that. As someone who believes in the First Amendment, this is completely problematic because all all speech is free, free speech. And the type of speech that the president of Colorado State was referring to was conservative speech, of course.
1: So the president of of this university, Colorado State University, has come out and said not only uh, should you be offended, but I'm going to tell you exactly what kind of speech should offend you. Do you really think, because I don't think these, these college presidents and university presidents are stupid, Thomas, do you think that he really doesn't understand that the founding fathers put in the First Amendment to specifically protect offensive speech? I mean, that's really why it's there. We can all agree, the, the speech that we all agree to, we don't need an amendment. We all agree to it. The, the speech that's protected is a speech that we don't like, and that's why we're a unique, uh, a unique nation under this founding document. Do you think he doesn't know that?
0: Well, I don't think she really cares, to be honest. I mean, the event that she was referring to was a Charlie Kirk event on campus. So apparently that's too problematic to bring anyone around. However, they've been trying to enable these students to be offended by this speech, which is kind of a huge issue because a lot of this free speech, like anti-free speech nonsense, is moving on to these corporations like Google and Facebook and places like that which have a massive control over our lives. Like personally, I don't like using social media because I know that I'm being fed a certain narrative by the social media like algorithms.
1: By the way, congratulations on that. I asked Thomas before we started if there was a social media that he wanted me to push and he said he doesn't do social media. And you want to expand upon that a little bit? The algorithms you feel, and you're right about this, by the way, are directing people to one narrative and away from what you know to be true.
0: Yeah. So like if you Google right now, like, you know, voter reform and issues with the Biden voter bill, um, you'll see that everything that you'll see on Google is just debunking misconceptions about the Biden voter bill and not actually looking at conservative sites like Fox or Breitbart that may actually have more hits than a lot of these more liberal leaning places like CNN or MSNBC.
1: The reason why I stay in social media, not that you asked, is because I want to be able to combat what it is that I see that's incorrect. Do I have the same ability? No. I've got almost 400,000 followers on Facebook, and I'm lucky if I get 10 shares on something I post. So I know what they're doing to me. I get it. But then there are alternative sites like Getter and others that that are popping up that may, in fact, give the ability to at least get a counterpoint. I never wanted my narrative to be the only one. I wanted the truth to be the narrative that that's understood. And you get the truth by hearing both sides and then finding out what the middle ground is or what the actual fact is that you can back up. So I'm not saying that you should be on social media. You're right. The popular ones are going to censor you and squelch you and not put the reach out there that you want. Um, but again, I stay on there maybe because I've got a broader you know, sense of, of reach because of what I do for a living. I'm, I'm on there so people who are like-minded with me can go and find out real information. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, that totally makes sense. The issue for a lot of college students is that not every college student will have the time to research every topic. And a lot right. of them are only exposed to these mainstream, these mainstream places like Instagram and Facebook. Because a lot of professors will only push like liberal propaganda in classes rather than actually trying to have a more balanced perspective. So students aren't even taught to question the things that their professors tell them.
1: No, it's a great point. It's Thomas Ross from campusreform.org, goes to school at Duke University. By the way, if you're watching right now and if you're wondering what is true and what is not true, we're going to try to give you the truth every time. But go and research it, and don't just stop at the first ten that are offered by Google. In fact, don't use Google. I use DuckDuckGo because it's more fair. Uh, but there is, there's always going to be another side out there. Don't let whatever the narrative happens to be be the one that, that grabs your attention. Let's do one more story. Medical student. Oh, by the way, that, that university president is a she at Colorado State. And um, she probably would be offended by what you and I are talking about right now. And guess what? She can pound saying it doesn't matter. Or in America, we're allowed to talk this way. But that would be her take uh, of this conversation, I'm sure. One last one. Medical students uh, react to a push to require abortion training in medical curricula. Fill me in on this. Where is this happening?
0: So I thought this was insane. But three medical students from the University of Illinois, which is a public university, College of Medicine recently published an article claiming that there exists an ethical obligation to have a fundamental understanding of abortion care in order to care for and counsel our patients, basically wow. saying that everyone should have an abortion class, and even if these students are morally opposed.
1: These are uh, and, and this, these are medical students who are taking, they hope to take the Hippocratic Oath that says don't cause any harm. Um, so they literally want to teach people about killing a, an unborn child, and they're pretending that's abortion care somehow?
0: Yeah, it's actually crazier than that. The title of this letter is, is abortion care is health care and must be included in medical curricula. And wow. in preparing for this interview, I actually looked up the definition of health care from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, which is efforts made to maintain or restore physical, mental, or emotional well-being, especially by trained and licensed physicians, And I don't think that killing babies qualifies as maintaining or restoring physical or mental health.
1: Well, the baby wouldn't think so. That's for sure. So abortion care is health care. And trust me, now they'll go to Miriam's and they'll say, hey, you've got to change the definition. It's like we just changed the definition of vaccine not not too long ago. Um, So you've got to change the definition of health care because it has to include only the person who's, I guess, outside the woman breathing. If we haven't met the person yet, we can kill it. And that's still okay. I mean, that's really that's how whacked they are. Right. They think that way, that the unborn baby is not a person yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's sadly a trend. There was another article that Campus Reform reported back in December by, in which a student at the University of Vermont's medical school wished for abortion to occupy a more central part of the curriculum. Like, it's crazy that this continues to happen.
1: It's absolutely nuts. Thomas Ross, he's a reporter from CampusReform.org. He is uh, going to school now, junior at Duke University in North Carolina. Uh, listen, I really appreciate you coming on. Great stories today, and sorry to see Coach K go. I don't really watch much uh, sports anymore after they got so woke. But uh, what a great coach and what a great legacy. And you will be—you will be able to go see the game, right? Did you get your tickets?
0: Uh oh, well, I will have to wait for another couple of weeks. We're only wow. halfway through our hunting season. <laughs> wow! So, All right. He's go- going-
1: well, 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 God bless you. I, I hope that, that you get it. I'm glad that you came on today and come back again, okay?
0: Okay, thank you so much.
1: All right, you're very welcome. We're back after this. Stay right here.
2: This is The Joe Page Show.
1: Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We appreciate the young reporters coming on from campusreform.org. If you haven't stopped by there yet, do so. Campusreform.org is a great website. Leadership Institutes uh, puts it out there. Campusreform.org, they they have reporters all over the place, all over the country, who are actually uncovering some of the nuttiness from the administration, from the other students, from... I mean, think about it. There is some doofus president of a college or of a university who doesn't think that you should accept free speech, in fact wants you to be offended by some of it, and tells you how you should be offend, uh, offended by it. This is a a place where you pay thousands of dollars every semester to go and to get a higher education, and, and you're not getting it. Carrie, what the hell happened with my with my my nasal passages here? Suddenly I'm just like full of uh, of know, allergies what's, here.
2: What's going on now? Took a
1: pill a half hour ago too. Took a pill. Okay.
2: Right. took a oh, pill God, and guess time. what i still can't have breathe. Does patience. wine help that at all? Uh, no. <laughs> it does not. No. You know for a fact Great because
1: problem. i mean Do you have the allergies by the way?
2: Uh i get them sometimes, yeah.
1: Yeah. Just a bottle of wine. I don't a,
2: treat it with wine though. No. No.
1: Gun no, to your head bag of wine or use box care. of wine?
2: Bag of wine. Uh, I've never heard of a bag of wine so you I guess
1: I've a, of a box. You can't get a bag of wine? A
2: bag of wine? I don't think so. Well, let me ask you, you this. Know.
1: Inside the box it's not really just wine sloshing around in the box, right? There's a bag inside well, the then box, I isn't guess there?
2: There is a a bag in there I suppose so. So
1: for you getting rid of the box would, would be much simpler to get to the wine.
2: <laughs> but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> hey, know,
1: getting curbside box. tomorrow. I Give me a couple of bags box. of wine. <laughs> you <laughs> imagine? I'm going to innovate Crazy. that. I'm going I'm going to come up with that. What I'm gonna going to go on Shark Tank. And sell a bag of wine. People like you across the country will be standing in line to order that. All right. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. Let me tell you about um, Super Beats. Awesome. Got to get you some Super Beats. Going to bring back the energy you used to have. Seriously, think about it. As you get older, you don't feel like you've got the energy. You get fatigued easier. You're tired all the time. You try to kick it back up with some caffeine or maybe an energy drink or some sugar. That's not going to sustain you either. Why not get Super Beats, non-GMO beats, along with grapeseed extract? It tastes amazing. They've got something called Super Beats Heart Chews. Add that to your morning routine. Promote heart-healthy energy for your entire day. No caffeine crash because Super beats Heart Chews, unique clinically researched grapeseed extract, promote heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. They taste incredible. Very delicious. They're portable. You put them in your gym bag, your purse, and your pocket, and your console in your car. You've always got them with you. And, again, they taste just great. I think they're awesome. I want you to try them as well. Because you listen to my program, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. Their best offer yet, anywhere, anytime. JoeLovesBeats.com, up to 45% off. JoeLovesBeats.com, make that happen. All right, so I was complaining earlier about how Republicans never really stand up and they're never very conservative. And now there's a story out of South Dakota that actually does put a period on that sentence as well. Carrie, help me out.
2: From Fox News, South Dakota Republicans blocked a pro-life proposal from Governor Kristi Noem that would ban abortions after a fetal heartbeat can be detected and was modeled after Texas's law that allows private citizens to sue. Republican lawmakers in the state said the bill could jeopardize their chances of ultimately getting abortions outlawed in the conservative state. Pro-life Republican House Speaker Spencer Gosh said the bill language proposed by the governor could interfere with a Planned Parenthood legal battle connected to a decade-old law forcing women to go to crisis pregnancy centers before getting an abortion. The law was halted years ago, and Noam has vowed to take it to the U.S. Supreme Court. We're not in support of the governor's original draft language, Director of South Dakota Right to Life Dale Barcher said, adding he'd like to see it return with revisions. And Noam has touted support for the bill from national anti-abortion groups. They're not listening to national leaders in the pro-life movement on the momentum we have in front of the Supreme Court, and what this legislation means to South Dakota, Noam told reporters of state Republicans. As she said, she did not believe her proposal takes any credibility away from the case in front of the Supreme Court.
1: Uh, of course it doesn't, because it's the, it's the same as the Texas law. I don't understand why these people pretend they're conservative, have the same values. Then they make some dumb excuse for why they can't sign on. It really doesn't make any sense. Pop culture. Right hey, culture. Hey, Paula, what's going on? So, you know, earlier you were talking about um, the mayor and the governor of, of uh, California and, and yes. all this stuff. And then I think you even mentioned about somebody keeping a fry in their mouth. Yes. Okay. For, for so the whole flight, yes. All right. So I guess they're, they're talking about the whole Super Bowl, you know, situation. Um, and I guess they're claiming that, that they're on to people and that they're going to be ready and be able to keep people from... Um, not wearing their masks. So if they if they see that you're eating too slow, I guess that they're going to stop you and, and uh, make you put you your mask on. You to eat faster, sir? Come on. Yeah. The 70,000 people that are going to be in the stadium that they're saying, like, you know,
0: we're on to you and we're ready.
1: The mask police are here. Why you would ever have a Super Bowl in, in Los Angeles right now or in California anywhere is just ridiculous to me. All right. That's Polo. That's Kerry. That's Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Have a good night. Bye.